Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. Time, however, does come to a conclusion for everyone. I happened to read yesterday that the Rolling Stones are doing a tour of Europe now, if anyone remembers them from the Jurassic Age. <laughs> Apparently they're still very popular in their 80s, and if they aren't the ultimate puer eternus, I don't know who could be an example of that. But anyway, they're apparently doing very well. And their most popular song, it seems, from this uh, short review that I happen to look at, uh, is uh, one from the 60s called Baby, You're Out of Time. <laughs> and I think it's clear why it's so popular, because especially in Europe now, they know they're out of time. The crunch is hitting. The social order has committed suicide. They've cut themselves off from their energy supply. They've cut themselves off from the food supply. They've cut themselves off from everything required for survival. And they've done it to themselves. They didn't even require an enemy. And they see that the crunch is happening, and it's, of course, spreading. And the suicide of nations and the murder of nations is happening and will continue to exponentially increase with wars and with other sudden events of catastrophe. And so we know that we're out of time. But a yogi is someone who gets out of time before they're out of time. And that's the question. Have you exited from time and from time's trajectory toward destruction and instead taken the higher trajectory to liberation? and salvation of consciousness. This is the only service that can be done and the only self-serving that is real. Everything on the ego level that seems like self-serving is self-defeating. Whatever egoic values one has been indoctrinated into, whether the capitalist desire for money, sex, drugs, rock and roll, Rolling Stones, concerts, whatever it is one was uh, indoctrinated to believe was uh, valuable, 
is turning out to be completely empty and valueless, in fact, fictional. If we do not turn now to the real before the last moments of life and of peace remain, at least relative peace, there will be no possibility of getting off of the wheel of life and death and suffering and illusion. And so this is the moment to bring all of one's willpower to bear upon the transcendence of the ego mind and the elimination of mental chatter. And when that chatter is eliminated, fear is eliminated and desire is eliminated. But we must not indulge the ego. It is extremely important now, no matter how badly you were traumatized in the past, not to bring those traumas into the present, not to be hypersensitive, not to replay negative interactions with people and justify it because you were hurt in the past and not to be furious because someone doesn't understand you and doesn't realize how badly you've been hurt. We mustn't attack each other, either mentally or behaviorally. We must have mercy and compassion on all of those who are ignorant of our own needs, desires, fears, traumatic insecurities, or need to create a conflict, a fight, a difficulty, and a need to not adapt to a situation in order to prove our specialness as someone who is a rebel or a, uh, an invalid or a special genius in some way. All of these particularities that the ego tries to uh, bring into its self-presentation for the other is simply a display of its own inability to come out of a trance of unreality. And it is imperative now not to create interpersonal conflicts not to project what are actually internal conflicts into the field of karma, because that will work against your ability to meditate and to find peace. You have to first understand that all of the conflicts are in your own mind. They are not conflicts with others. And then recognize that those conflicts are simply your own internal splits and the occupation by the images of others and their domination over the ego in the past that now causes a fury and a depression and anxiety and all of the other 
symptoms of egoic consciousness. And the ego today, because it belongs to the category of mass man, mass humanity, no longer has the depth and the interiority that the older levels of ego used to have. The medieval and the classical egos were still connected to soul. They were connected to God. They had a, a depth of uh, capacity to tolerate, to accommodate, and to sacrifice, and a capacity to reflect and introspect that is largely absent from the postmodern ego. It can chatter about things, but it cannot coherently understand. It has many big words in its vocabulary, but it's like a parrot in how it uses them. It cannot get to the essence of meaning. And so it continues to struggle with language within itself trying to understand itself, but never able to, because the depth level of its being is not the level on which the struggle is even taking place. The ego has become completely irrelevant to consciousness because it is an unconscious and robotic mechanism. And because of its lack of depth and consciousness, it has nothing to say, nothing to offer. And it feels like a cardboard image of itself, an imposter. And it cannot therefore function adequately in social situations. And it becomes very frightened and then it becomes either motivated by fear, aggression, or de some deviation into a repetition of a past mode of malfunctioning. And so if we do not leave the ego behind, it is going to create more suffering and prevent the act of liberation from being fully achieved. So that false identity must be dropped. It cannot be healed. It cannot be uplifted. It cannot even be sublimated into the soul because it is only an incoherent mechanism of avoidance. And so it is when we stop avoiding and we face everything directly, but face it with wisdom and love that are in the soul and not in the ego that there is the possibility of healing. And then at the level of the self, because the soul is capable of sacrifice and is capable of immersion and love for God and for complete union with God. The soul is capable when it lets go of its sickness and the soul's sickness is the ego. It is the tumor in the soul that must be dissolved. And if we do not eliminate that, it will kill us. So we mustn't let the tumor get larger. We mustn't encourage the mental chatter. We must 
engage in radiation therapy by turning within to the radiance of the Supreme Self and let it completely wash out with the divine light the mental illusions and images and agonies of the ego. And only then will the ecstasy of the real emerge from the shadows, from the darkness, from behind both Jekyll and Hyde, and the beauty and the divine power and majesty and glory of our true nature will be revealed. This is the moment for the revelation. And the revelation is the revelation of redemption and of the fact that we were never unredeemed and unliberated, but that was only an illusory film that we had projected ourselves into and identified with its characters. But we have never been that. We have always been the free infinite intelligence. And that power of freedom must now be activated through our will to ascend, to return to our original, eternal, infinite self. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.